0: This is a Rooster Teeth production.
1: Kindest regards to my Copper Dragon. Swoop on into the Stinky Dragon and drain the dregs of our latest drink, the Whiskey Dragon. It's a mixture of slow-drafted ginger beer, acid wheeze whiskey topped with a bite of lime and poured straight to the handcrafted copper mug on the rocks. One whiff of this spicy swill and you'll have more guts than your enemy's entrails. Previously our adventurers battled their way out of Broom of Fume past a plethora of possessed Valrossians and wagoned their way toward the capital of New Valross. But along the way they ended up in an esoteric set of ruins where Mud's amulet opened a vortex that pulled the party into the ethereal plane. Are yourself a cold one, let's unfold this ethereal epic. You each feel quite disoriented as you slowly swirl about, floating in the hazy mist. Shades of deep blue and purple ripple all around you like viscous waves, and in the distance you hear rumblings of muffled thunder. Sleek ass
0: interns. Did you hear me? I believe we've arrived in the ethereal plane, Bart. What lore of the ethereal have you heard from past folk songs?
2: Oh, so many things, uh, <laughs> Sleek. So
1: if you want to, if you want to roll uh, a history <laughs> check, uh, I can send you some stuff that Bart can yes, uh, tell absolutely. the party. Yes, absolutely.
2: Let me tell you all about all the things I know with my 15.
1: 15, pretty good
2: here comes my memory it's all coming back to me
3: here
1: comes the (laughs) (laughs) lord
2: open the correct tab in my memory
4: is this the place where red skull gives us the soul stone
3: No, (laughs) this (laughs) (laughs) this This is is where we bargain with dormammu
4: oh
2: Let, let me tell you everyone of all the things i've heard of the ethereal plane Folklore knows the ethereal plane as a misty, fog-bound dimension. Some say it's a realm of memory and ghosts. Legend says its borders or the border ethereal overlap the material plane like an echo.
1: Which direction do we go to find Zod? General Zod is um, (laughs) that way. Sleek is watching intently listening to you, Bart. Extraordinary,
0: fair Bart. You are wise beyond your years when it comes to the lore of the ethereal. Much wiser than I, it would seem.
2: Yes, I'm I'm very smart.
4: <laughs> Bart's reading it off of like a gumball wrapper that you just <laughs> found on the ground.
1: Uh, all right, everyone go ahead and roll a dexterity check for me. I'm
3: waiting for my opportunity to say I attack the darkness.
2: I did a 19.
3: Uh, f- a seven.
1: Just starting off today with a one. 18. And sleek with a five. Well, those of you who are, will say Mud, Kyborg, and Sleek, you're just having a really difficult time figuring out how to float about in the ethereal plane. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense to you. It doesn't seem like there's any gravity. You're just kind of freely floating in this mist. So you can only move up to about 10 feet in any direction. Uh, just because you, you keep spinning, you can't quite uh, center yeah. yourself.
3: It's the footage of when they tested what cats are like in zero gravity, where the cat just doesn't know which way to turn and just constantly is turning. Mm
2: -hmm. And then you cut to uh, uh, Bart and Gum-Gum, who are like meditating peacefully (laughs) in perfect harmony.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Bart and Gum-Gum, you you instantly get it. You can move your normal movement speed in any direction. You're like whizzing around like astronauts on the space station, you know, just like going every which way, like with no problem at all. So I'm having a bad
4: trip, and they seem to be having a fun time.
1: But yeah, yes. we can
5: fly.
2: <laughs> we can fly, Gum Gum. Check this out. And Bart does a little like spin move, and then goes upside down, and then spins again.
1: Ooh, give you a performance check.
2: Here we go. Let's say sixteen.
1: Pretty good. It's impressive, Bart. You're uh, you're flying circles around everyone, doing your flips, and uh, it's really making everyone else maybe a little jealous.
2: <laughs> ah, I'm that's not
1: jealous. I love it. <laughs> what's making the, the the other the rest of your party who are having trouble staying upright very jealous Yeah,
2: he just to kind of uh dig the dagger in a little deeper he sticks his tongue out and goes
1: <laughs> i'm
4: that scene from gravity where sandra bullock is just flipping through zero
5: g <laughs> and just like
0: <laughs> what <is it?">
5: yeah <laughs> and, and we're really we're charlie and chocolate factory really wonka where we're getting not aware that there's a fan that's gonna
3: chop us up yet. We're just oh, gonna say <laughs> um, yeah, you're in the fun part. Mud gives himself a slap in the butt and then uh tries really hard to look around and get any bearing of like if there's a direction we should go.
1: Mm, okay. Um make me a perception check.
2: Oh, you have a really good perception. It's
1: Twenty. Twenty, pretty good. So, mud, you decide to, like, look around and try to get your bearings as best you can. You know, you start to get a feel for floating in the ethereal plane. Uh, your eyes seem to finally adjust to your murky surroundings, and amidst the fog, uh, you notice that the party is near a shoreline. But instead of water, waves of mist lap up against a bank of blue and purple translucent stones of shadow, where the ground should be. And opposite of the shore is a singular path flanked by the same shadowy stones and blanketed with fog. Uh, down the path, you see a silhouette of someone stand still for a moment and then silently walk further down the path into the fog away from you. Mm. Uh, team, I, s- uh, I got some good news and some bad news. Good news is I found
3: the path. Bad news is there's a shadowy figure at the end of it. <laughs> and I'm also going to throw up any second now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel
2: like you should be saying it like Team! team
5: yeah, just, yeah, just
3: just, yeah. add a, a Doppler effect to everything I say.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Can I pick up... Uh, mud and like f- swim towards the direction he
3: pointed. <laughs> sure mud are you willing to be picked up? Oh yeah mud never gets to be little spoon if, or, or the tiny one <laughs> at all so get an opportunity to be the small one just
1: being carried mud's down.
0: <laughs> Let's okay. go this way. Don't throw up <laughs> on me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess that just leaves Kyborg to slowly swim around behind and try to catch up with everyone. Bart could try to help Kaiborg Kyborg. So Bart's carrying Kyborg? Are you down with that, Kyborg?
4: Absolutely. I'm like, I'm searching through all of my things, like abilities, and I got nothing. Like I could shoot an arrow and hope that it projects me somewhere, but Bart's going,
2: take my strong hand. Take my strong hand. They're both strong.
3: (laughs) Not that anybody wants to really focus on him that much, but we also do need to help Sleek.
1: I think mm. he's fine. He seems to be. He's, he's fine. He's he's uh he's also uh like a satellite spinning around endlessly, but he's doing his best to slowly try to keep up with you guys.
4: I call up to him and I say, "Once we land, I'll shoot an arrow at you, and you catch it, <laughs> and then you can. I'll pull you down with a rope attached to the
1: arrow." Why don't you just hand him the arrow right now? Because I want to shoot him with an arrow. <laughs>
4: <laughs> We're gonna kill him. We need to keep up safe. <laughs>
1: But this is the perfect place
4: to commit a murder, Bart. You see, it's the ethereal plane. He goes missing here; no one's gonna find him. I'm
3: just saying. What, what is Tyborg's alignment? I'm that's what I'm, I'm looking it up. I just <laughs> I clicked know. on his character sheet
4: to look. My alignment is useful, and Sleek is not.
3: Which alignment is is a character prone to vendettas and grudges? Because it started with Rink, and that it's just transferred to, to Sleek. I think that's Taurus. That
1: sounds like lawful evil, but uh. Kyborg is actually neutral good.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, so he should not be doing that.
4: Can I make changes to that? Is that <laughs> <make a>
2: change?
1: <laughs> over, over time, uh, sometimes alignments do change. Uh, he lied on, on his resume. Action. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, Micah says, You're awful evil. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> I'll take it. All right, Gum-Gum, did I hear you right? You were picking up Mud and then going in the direction Mm -hmm. of of where he saw the shadowy figure? Yeah. All right, uh, Bart, are you taking Kyborg along with you in that same direction?
2: Uh, yes.
5: Mud, kick your feet and be propeller.
1: And do we go extra fast? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Can
2: we basically, like, do that Mario Party game where one of us is the wings and the other person is the steerer? (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, like, one person's going up and down and the other person's steering where we're going.
1: I guess those of you who rolled well would be the wings and the the dead weight would be the steerers. Yeah. Yeah. I like
3: this, calling them dead weight. That's, like, fun. (laughs) I could turn into an owl if that helps.
4: Why did you do that from the beginning?
3: I can't fly when I'm an owl. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) So, how would being an owl help? I'm just saying I could flap my wings. And we're in zero gravity, so I don't think flying needs to be an ability you have at this point. I would just have appendages that are more prone to propulsion in a zero gravity space. Okay. Does mud have dark vision? It's a good question. I don't think I do, but I have, but I could turn into animals that do.
4: Okay, cool. All right. So that that's not a worthless uh, thing after all then, I guess.
3: No. Excuse me. We've done a lot of things with my animal abilities that have really aided us in tricky moments.
4: Yeah, but I just found out that you couldn't fly as a bird. So
3: (laughs) Just not yet. (laughs) I think I can swim at
1: this point.
2: He's working on it. Well, I know uh, Blaine has dark vision, right? Since he's an elf.
1: Does that help at all in this space? It's foggy and misty. It's not necessarily, you know, difficult to see because it's dark. It's just because it's hazy. And, uh, you know, like dark vision, low light vision stuff doesn't uh, help with that. Can, can I
4: preemptively cast Mask of the Wild, where I can hide only when lightly obscured? Like, it's, it's, it, mist and rain and all that stuff helps me with stealth, because I feel like if there's a guy roaming around, I feel like, I don't know.
1: Um, well, let's say yes. You're, you're readying Mask of the Wild, uh, and you're trying your best to, to hide, even though you're being carried. Oh, no Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm hiding behind Bart's shoulder. I'm like, yeah, you can't see
2: me. You're not, not a lot of you is hiding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all start making your way down the path, and you notice the hazy trail widens and the murky landscape around you begins to shift a bit. Bart, so the landscape begins to shift, and you see what you think is a ghastly wooden ship and a misty shadow of a pirate captain at the helm. (gasps) Papa? She appears to be an aquatic, fish like humanoid wearing a feathery captain's hat and an overcoat made of fish scales. Bart, you instantly recognize this as Captain Marge, your former ship's captain.
2: Wait a minute. (laughs) Bart? Marge?
1: Marge? (laughs) Arr, all sailors on deck. Make haste, you bilge rats, for the beautiful and talented Bart doesn't have all day to tantalize your ears. My apologies, fair bard. All crew members are now accounted for and await your next malefious melody. Play away, sailor boy, play away. (gasps) Gum-Gum, you hear something different coming from the haze. The landscape seems to turn into like a wispy field of crops with a farmhouse and a smoky shadow of an elderly wizard appears. Gum-Gum, Gum-Gum, oh, there you are, dear boy. Listen, I've been thinking about it and I believe it's finally time you became the wizard you were always meant to be. Uh, Come, come, let's have a nice long hug and then I'll teach you all I know of the arcane. Hmm, I trust you have your wand with you? Dad, yeah. (laughs) Kyborg, for you the landscape turns into a wintry forest with barren trees and a blurry shadow of an automaton appears. The automaton has four humanoid arms, each from a different race, and glowing red eyes. You instantly recognize the automaton as Quadron, your arch enemy that killed your family and took your arm.
0: <gasps> Quad <laughs>
1: Kydelius of Everwitcher, Arch enemy of Quadron and the Quadron Squadron. For too long you have been the Elden Thorn in my mechanized side. This is it, your one-armed doormat. Prepare to be annihilated once and for all, you weakling. Sleek sees uh something different for him. The landscape turns into a cavernous mine glowing with purple glowing rocks, and a hazy shadow of a mountain dwarf appears. The dwarf has a white beard, looks like an older version of Sleek. Sleek, of course, recognizes this as his father, Flirtash. He is holding a lute, and he says, There you are, Austin! I have wondrous news, son! You don't have to work in these dank mines anymore! We've won the Boulder Ray Lottery, so I bought you this handcrafted lute! Come, let's head topside and you can try it out and play some music for the whole family! Mud, you see something different than everyone else. You see that you all walk into a large grotto made of the shadow stones and mist. In the fog on the other end of the grotto appears to be an exit concealed by a vaporous curtain shimmering a bright turquoise. But as you reach the center of this atrium, each member of your party seems to float off into their own corner of the grotto as if they're in a trance. Four shadows rise from the ground beneath each of your friends, and they look like the silhouettes of a pirate, a wizard, an automaton, and a dwarf. Each of them open their mouths and begin to leech the life force from all of your friends. Everyone go ahead and roll initiative.
4: Oh oh my goodness, this is getting deep.
1: We just saw a lot of things.
3: Before the comments get upset at me, I actually just looked it up, and I actually can't turn into uh, flying creatures yet. I can have them, but I can't turn into them yet.
1: Yeah.
4: Oh, okay. You'll get there someday. I got,
3: I got a few more levels. Could, could we? Can I level up four times really quickly,
1: Gus? <laughs> uh, let me check. Uh, no. Okay. If you okay. survive this fight, because
3: each, each per each shadowy defeat is a level, right?
1: <laughs> That's not how it works. Rolled a uh,
2: fourteen.
1: I have a twenty-three. I have a nine. Ten. Yes. And Sleek's got a six. So. Bart, like we said earlier, you see Captain Marge. You're in some kind of strange memory. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and roll me a wisdom saving throw?
2: Okay. So wise,
1: 22. Dang, killing these rolls. Yeah, Bart, you're a little overpowered. We need to do some stuff to mess you up. (laughs) Something about the memory is really comforting. You're like wrapping around you in a warm blanket, but it's not quite right. You know that this isn't something that actually happened. And, you know, as you're focusing on it, it seems like the memory fades away into misty curtains. And you see, in reality, you are actually in a large grotto, the atrium of a large grotto with mist all around you and a shadow in the shape of Captain Marge standing right next to you, touching you, leeching life force away from you.
2: Oh my god, this is scary. Is this a Dementor? What's going on here?
1: (laughs) Hey, I guess, yeah, kind of similar, right? (laughs)
2: Could I try to, like, focus on what that, like, figure actually is or who it is?
1: Yeah, I mean, go ahead and make a mm, perception check. Why not? Perception check. 14. You can't quite get, like, a solid fix on it. It seems almost like it's shifting and amorphous. It's just like a dark, shadowy figure. No, like, firm boundaries to it.
2: Okay, okay. Um, could I put my longsword in my hand and start whipping it around and go, I'm going to go like this, and if you happen to get in my way, it's your own fault.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. A brilliant strategist. Look at him go.
2: <laughs>
1: All right, is that uh, that your turn? Yeah. Okay, so Bart's windmilling with uh, his longsword in his hand and a shadowy figure nearby. Mud, uh, what do you want to do? You see everything unfold. You see that Bart has... Come to and snapped out of his trance, and is he has an interesting attack uh, that he's uh, he's undertaking.
3: Can you give me a dimensional like readout of like how far each of my friends are from me and how far they are from each other?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, they're they all wandered off into different corners of this grotto. They're all fairly far from each other. Like between Bart and Gum Gum, we're looking at. Maybe 50 feet between Bart and Kybor. We're looking longer than that, maybe 70 feet or so. And then between Bart and Sleek, that's the furthest. That's going to be like 80 or 90 okay. feet. Okay, so they're pretty they're pretty separate. Yeah. And
3: when Mud looks at, like, one of these shadowy figures and them interacting with one of the other people, is, is it just, like, mouth agape sucking at them? Are they saying magical words? Is there, are they, is there like mystical, you know, that some of
1: that fog around them? There doesn't seem to be any like magical words or anything. They just kind of like mouth open, sucking the life force away from your party members.
3: Okay. Bart seems to be at least snapping out of this for the moment. Yeah. Mud's going to start advancing towards Kyborg's direction, but I can only go 10 feet, I think
1: correct you cannot go very far at all from where you are it'll take you a couple of rounds to get there right. keyboard um you could da- yeah you could dash for 20 feet. okay
3: cuz i don't want to okay. use my action so we're in an atrium and then also at the end of the grotto is a curtainy opening that's like got misty fog
1: around it yeah correct it's like that misty fog is almost kind of obscuring it
3: you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do some some smartness here. Watch out for the smartness. I, I want to just look around to see if there's anything else in this room, of interest, or help, or just anything. Like, take just. I'm just gonna take you in the room. So, can I do that really quick? Because that that's yeah. like that, that doesn't take up any action time. There's a oh, man yeah. lightly concealed behind a curtain. M- Move the. That's all what I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, is there something that
1: with a 15 I can see? Okay, yeah, and that is a perception check that was rolled. It's a 15 on that. I'm going to say, you see, you know, there are different, like, alcoves and stalagmites and stalactites hanging around the cave. In fact, you know, some of these corners are slightly obscured by stalagmites and some rocky growths that are obscuring some of the corners that make direct line of travel and direct line of sight difficult to some of the more obscure corners.
3: Okay. Okay. Then what I would like to do if I turned into a an animal with better speed, would that help my
1: ability to move? You'd roll another dexterity check and we'll see if maybe you can move around a little better with that. Okay.
3: Mud's mud's gonna mud's gonna split his uh, his help. And uh first, instead of moving towards Kyborg, Mud's gonna cast summon beast. Mm. And he's going to summon a flying beast. I don't know what an ethereal plane flying beast is, but that's what it's going <laughs> to look like. It's going to look awesome. Is what it's going to look the, like. Hell yeah! The beast is in in conjunction with like the environment I'm in. A
4: dragon.
3: It's a dwagon.
4: Spelled D W A G O. Yeah,
2: very particular monster.
3: <laughs> and it's gonna. Um. Uh. I'll do dragon turn after my turn because that's how it works out. Um. Uh, not dragon. It's not dragon. You, you said dragon. and Now I'm saying dragon. It's just a flying. Ethereal thing. That's wagon. Mud's gonna then turn into what should mud turn into? Mud should turn into a wagon. A Ah, (laughs)
1: wagon. I can.
3: I'm gonna turn into a giant spider, because he sees that there's a four armed looking thing that way towards Kyborg, and he's gonna have eight arms. If you out arm something, you win. Yes,
4: yes. As General <laughs> Grievous showed us.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Did you say General Grievous? Grievous sorry. Okay. I was like this.
3: Um, so <laughs> I'm I'm now a spider. That's my, I'm gonna use that as a bonus action for wild shape.
1: Okay. So do I get to reroll dex? Yeah. Go ahead and roll that dex.
3: Twelve.
1: Twelve. Oh. That's that's better than you rolled earlier. So you you're getting the hang of it. You know, maybe these extra arms are giving you better. Uh, Sense of what's up, uh, giving you better propulsion, but now you can float up to half of your normal movement speed in any direction.
3: Half the spiders. Yes. Okay, then I go fifteen feet towards Kyborg. Ooh. Okay. Cause at first
4: I thought you were coming towards me and like I imagine Kyborg sticking out his arms like what? And then you turn <laughs> back and then you started doing
1: some other stuff. <laughs> and then you turned to a spider and then you started coming towards me. You don't see any of this. You just see you're just confronted with Quadron. You see Quadron.
3: <laughs> My eyes have not left to him. And then my bird, I send to, to Gum Gum. And the bird can attack Gum Gum's shadowy figure.
1: So the range is 90 feet. So theoretically, you could cast it to appear immediately right by Gum Gum. So it doesn't have oh. to travel at all.
3: Oh, then if that's the case, then I'm going to cast it. And it's not. It's going to be a land one. Because cause the land was a little beefier. And I'm going to do a land attack. And it does, uh, it does a maul. Okay. It gets advantage on attack rolls against creatures
1: if at least one of the beast's allies is within five feet of the creature. Yeah, but right now I'm going to say that doesn't apply because Gum Gum isn't actively engaging in combat. Like he's kind of incapacitated uh, in a trance. You're doing that on purpose. No, that's the way it works. He's not incapacitated. The same way, like if he was tied up, you know, uh, he can't actually help. Okay,
2: that's true. We got to make this realistic, right?
1: (laughs) This is this. Hello, this is Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) If you want, your beast that you summon could be uh, a little phase spider. That way you're keeping with the spider motif. Yeah. And it mauls
3: the uh, shadowy figure, or tries to.
1: Yeah. It's going to do its best. All right. uh, Go ahead and make your attack roll. So 14. Yeah. Your little phase spider successfully manages to connect and hit the shadowy figure attacking Gum Gum. Like, what kind of damage does it do? or What does it do? Eight. Piercing damage. The face spider rears its ghastly maw and chomps down onto the shadowy figure attacking Gum Gum, doing eight points of damage.
3: Goes for the face.
1: <laughs> As always, don't forget to give us a follow on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Stinky Dragon Pod. We're looking for, or is open to suggestions for fantasy or D and D tavern drinks for our Stinky Dragon intros. Maybe a magic item you'd like to see uh, incorporated into the story. Uh, if you got either of those ideas, go ahead and post it on Twitter add us or use hashtag StinkyDragonPod. It might end up on the show. Your name might end up on the show. We'll see. Oh no! And of course, we got two new shirts in the store at store.roosterteeth.com. Uh, we've got a party t-shirt uh, and a roll for backflip shirt. It's available right now. How did you choose which internet service provider to use? If I had to guess, I'll say you probably didn't have much of a choice because ISPs operate like monopolies in the regions that they serve. They use this monopoly power to take advantage of customers with data caps, streaming throttles, and worse. They also log your internet activity and sell that data to other big tech companies or advertisers. Uh, That's why I protect all my devices with ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that encrypts all your network data and tunnels it through a secure VPN server so no one can see your activity without slowing your connection. Think about how much of your life is online. It's all tracked by tech giants who sell that information for profit. And it's so easy to protect yourself with the ExpressVPN. I installed it uh, a year and a half ago. There's no looking back. It's so easy. When I'm sitting at my computer like I am right now, it's just a little button in my browser. Click it to turn it on. Click it to turn it off. Uh, forget it's there uh, all of the time. Super, super convenient. So stop handing over your personal data, to ISPs, and other tech giants who mine your activity and sell off your information. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep me private online. Visit expressvpn.com slash stinky. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash stinky to get three extra months for free. Go to expressvpn.com slash stinky right now to learn more. Experience full bellies and fuller coin purses with America's best value meal kit. It's every plate. The holidays are upon us. Uh, And you deserve a break from all that adventuring, and your wallet deserves a break too. Every plate is 50% cheaper than a meal made from grocery store ingredients. So treat yourself to some delicious, affordable meals delivered right to your door, ready to go in just six simple steps. It's a whole meal created in six easy steps. No more meal planning, less time prepping and cooking, more time enjoying food with friends and family and party members. Look at it this way. One meal of every plate is cheaper than a health potion from your neighborhood alchemist. Probably easier to find too. Or the pumpkin spice latte you get in, you know, the real world. Uh, I can't stress how great it is to have just six easy steps. It's not super daunting or anything. You look at it, you're like, okay, I can wrap my head all around this. I made some delicious chicken with cherry sauce on it. That was really, really good the other day. And all the ingredients were fresh. They tasted great. No complaints at all. Six out of six, recommend. So try Every Plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com, entering code DRAGON179. That's everyplate.com, code DRAGON179 for just $1.79 per meal. Gum-gum suddenly the the vision in front of you Disappears and uh, turns back into fog. You see the room for what it really is uh, You see that you're in a large grotto filled with mist and a phase spider is uh, Biting a shadow that's standing right next to you. Oh. That's it for mud kyborg uh, Go ahead and ro- roll me a wisdom saving throw.
4: All right, saving throw Seven lucky number seven here seven. we go <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're just so filled with rage. You can't think straight, you know, with the image of Quadrant looming large over you, all the memories just flooding through your mind. You're just consumed by red hot anger and rage, and you can't quite seem to uh break out of it. Does Quadrant have the arms of other people that it has defeated on it? That's what it looks like to Kyborg, as four different humanoid arms attached to it.
4: So he sounds like a... Gollum, that's taken apart other humans. So interesting. I kind of want to be like, we're not too different, you and I. Wait, well, you know that's <laughs> that's something he would be saying to me because he's the bad guy. Uh, all right, so I'm I'm filled with red hot rage, and chili peppers. Uh, <laughs> am I am I able to attack? Am I able to break through? I mean, I, I imagine. Uh, I'm pretty-
1: I guess your instinct would be you want to attack quadrant Oh
4: yeah. Been waiting a long time for this Quadrin. Uh, Longbow triumph. I take my
1: shot. It's 11. Ah. You, rolled,
3: you rolled a two. You know that
1: thing where it, like, <laughs> you ever have a dream where you're fighting and it's like you try to punch someone and it seems like your punches just can't connect or they're like yep. so soft. Like That's the nightmare you're having right now where you know you think like you should be able to get that perfect shot in. You pull back the drawstring on your bow and you release it and the arrow just kind of like falls slowly down to your feet. Oh, God. <laughs> as you look down as the arrow's falling, you realize you're not wearing any pants. <gasps> country! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gum Gum, you've snapped back to reality. You see what's going on. Gum Gum, Mud just killed your dad. What <laughs> oh, are you gonna that
3: do about it? <laughs> oh, I yeah.
5: could you. What did Gum Gum see
1: exactly? Like, what was. The- <laughs> He's saw, talking to
3: his dad. He saw a spider eat his father.
1: <laughs> like, did yeah, he see b- something? Like, what What do you mean? Like, uh, when the attack happened? Yeah. When the attack happened, when the spider attacked the shadowy figure... Uh, like, all of the landscape and everything was still there, but, like, all the color slowly drains from it, and it looks like everything was just composed of mist. Like, the wispy field of crops in the farmhouse is just the silhouettes of the mist, and now the mist is just slowly dissipating and falling back to the ground.
5: Okay, well, I feel like what Gum-Gum would want to do isn't inherently the best thing to do, but I feel like you would want to try and, like, you know when you wake up from a good dream and you want to try and go back to sleep so you can continue the dream? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that's what he wants to do, so it's like, is he aware that the bird or spider thing is what stopped
1: it? He would see that the spider is now attacking the formerly old elven wizard figure in front of him. Uh, Maybe he doesn't know necessarily that that's what caused it, but he could see, you know, that the elven wizard is no longer paying attention to him and is now distracted by that spider. Okay, then I think he would try and
5: stop the spider.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I don't,
5: I, I mean, I feel like to that would be his care. Like, that's what he no. would do. I know it's not like. The- I totally
1: get it. And I'm not at all motivated because I love the chaos.
5: Yeah. Don't worry, dad. I'll be, I'll, I'll be back. Don't go away, dad.
1: <laughs> yeah, go ahead and make your attack roll. Oh, he only rolled a 13. That's a really bad roll. The spider has 13. Yeah, you're able to successfully hit it with your great axe. What's your problem, my dude. Yeah. So
4: I, wait. Let me. <laughs> you're you're attacking mud right now. The spider. No, he's uh, attacking my, the, the, my spider. Spider oh,
1: okay. the spider. The spider spirit. Okay. Okay. Because yeah.
4: so you you turned into a spider as well, right? Yeah. It's a different spider. Okay, got my spiders mixed
1: up. <laughs> you know. <laughs> As you do.
3: He does 10 damage to my spider.
1: Yeah, you managed to connect with the great uh, on that phase spider, uh, and you do a significant amount of damage, but the spider is still there. If a spider could be confused, it would be confused right now. <laughs> well, Gump's confused, so... So everyone's confused.
5: Yeah, and then maybe he, like, closes his eyes, like, and tries to squint. Did Try those Thalassians
2: <laughs> drug us before we left <laughs> at some <laughs> point? Did we drop acid?
1: They give you the good stuff. All right, so like gum gum, like you're trying to, you close your eyes like you're trying to go back to sleep? Yeah, or see the thing again. Oh, okay, gotcha. Like you're trying to focus. Yeah, okay. Mm. Sleek is still uh, reliving this wonderful memory of the day he received his handcrafted loot. Take a break, Sleek. You did a lot of work in that one cart for us. (laughs) Hey, that helped. (laughs) You all were able to make your escape. Forget the fact that the cart then knocked everyone into the ethereal plane. I'm I'm
4: not the only one jumping on the uh, hate sleep train
2: right now. <laughs> God, I know he tried to kill us, but guys, we need to forgive and forget, okay?
1: Uh, that wasn't his fault. He was, he was being controlled by Paralyte. Yeah. I just want to remind you.
2: He's a good guy.
1: Okay. These incorporeal shadowy figures, it's their turn. The one by Gum Gum is going to act first. It's probably encouraged by the fact that Gum Gum is attacking the spider instead of it. It's also going to try to reach out and attack the spider as well. Mm. Rolled a five. That is a miss, (laughs) luckily for the spider. The one by Bart, it has a spinning longsword of death coming towards its face. (laughs) Not coming towards its face. (laughs) Happen to get
2: in the way. It's
1: your own fault. It's going to go ahead and try to reconnect with Bart.
4: It reaches out to hug. Its arms get lopped off. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: do we What do we mean by reconnect? Infiltrate my brain?
1: Yeah. It rolled a fifteen. What is your armor class, Bart? Fifteen. That connects.
2: What? Wait, wait a minute. I thought if it's equal, it doesn't.
1: No, if it's equal, it does. It just worked with uh, Gum Gum. That's yeah. That's what happened with the spider.
2: Oh, because I I feel like I've attacked things before, and had equal armor class.
1: Yeah, that's the target number you're trying to hit.
2: Oh, it's weird. I actually misread it. My armor class is a sixteen. <laughs> I'm just
1: kidding. All right, so uh, it reaches out and uh, touches you again, and seems to like it's like it's drawing life force away from you, and it does five points of damage.
2: I did not uh, give it consent. So... No, you definitely
1: did not. You, you're not happy about this. Also, yeah, you feel somewhat weaker as well. Like I said, like life is literally being drained out of you. So you lose one point of strength as well. <gasps> the one by Kyborg. Kyborg is still reliving his dream slash nightmare. I hope he studied for his final because that's coming up after this. Quadrant. reaches out to attack mm, and connects. Oh <laughs> Lord. Quadrant raises four arms into the air and brings them down, slamming them into Kyborg, doing 11 points of damage.
4: So I'm guessing that Mass of the Wild wasn't really taken in, Mm -mm. no. No,
1: Not right now. And when the fists all come down and hit you, you feel like crushed under the weight of them, and you feel weaker, like you've lost two points of strength.
4: What? Oh, come on! In
1: Sleek's memory, uh, he also is taking a little bit of damage and is weaker as well. He's like remembering his first recital. In his mind, the strings on his lute keep breaking and he's having to like fix them and retune the lute on stage. Everyone's laughing at him and his pants are missing too. <laughs> Bart, it's your turn.
2: Okay. Um, Bart,
1: guard your pants. They keep going for the pants. I know
2: why. These aren't really, like, we don't know what these shadowy figures are yet, right?
1: Mm-mm. Make a, an Arcana check, Bart.
2: Okay. Oof, that's a seven. Not very much.
1: Yeah, you're you're not sure. You've never encountered anything like this in your uh, past travels.
2: Okay. I'm going to still try to, to strike with my longsword. Mm. Since I'm a little closer now, I think. Yeah. 18.
1: Ooh, yeah. You're so enraged at this figure. It's unusual to see Bart wielding a longsword, but he slices it like he has no problem at all with it uh, and connects.
2: Doing four... Points of damage.
1: A mighty connect from Bart.
2: Eh, I wouldn't use the word mighty. He's <laughs> just a little pokey.
1: Uh, is there anything else you want to do, or is that your turn?
2: Um, so I can't see anyone else, right, because of the fog and stuff?
1: You can see, yeah, some of the other members of your party in the distance. From where you are, you can see Kyborg still seems to be in a trance down to the south of you. And then to your east a bit, you see Gum Gum attacking a spider.
2: Can I cast a mantle of inspiration?
1: Yeah, you absolutely can do that.
2: Okay, cool. So I, I, I give it to whoever I could see, which I think you said is Kyborg and Gum Gum only.
1: Yeah, and you can actually also see Mud. Uh, okay. He's kind of like in the middle of the room.
4: Okay,
2: so you guys get five temporary hit points.
4: Sweet. Thanks, dog. You're welcome. Thank you. This will help me in my battle against Kondras.
1: Each of you, except for Kyborg, because he's still in a trance, uh, so that means mud and gum gum, you can also immediately use your reaction to move uh, up to your speed without provoking attack of opportunity. Wait, so I don't get the temp HP, or I don't get the- You get the temp HP, you just can't move. Uh, okay. we-, we get to move right now? Yeah, you can move right now if you
3: want to. Then I move 15 feet closer to Kyborg. Converge Hello. on my position, we're
4: attacking Quadrant
1: on! <laughs> <laughs> uh, gum gum, do you want to move? I guess maybe I'd move closer to my dad. Okay.
4: Didn't he disappear?
1: Yeah, but he still sees, like, the the mist is still, like, in the shape of him. You know, like, in the cartoons when, like, someone runs away and, like, there's, like, a dust outline of them. It's like that. And it's just, like, slowly uh, melting. Yeah, he moves closer
5: and tries okay. to help reform it. Maybe, I don't
1: know. <laughs> yeah, because as you get closer, like... The, the the wind of you moving kind of further pushes the mist away. So I guess like you start using your hands and trying to like grab the mist back dad, and reform dad, it.
0: <laughs> dad, joke get
3: back. Yeah, if I know okay. anything about incubus or incubi, it's to
1: get closer to them.
4: Yes, your dad is a living fart, but that doesn't stop you.
1: A <laughs> <laughs> ah, mud. It's uh, your turn. How
3: far am I now from uh, Quadrant?
1: <laughs> from Quadrant. <laughs> You're really close. You're probably, I'd say at this point, you're probably like 10 feet away.
3: Oh, 10 feet away. Okay, nice. Yeah. First, I yell at Kyborg. Kyborg, snap out of it, you stupid little elf. We've got a fight here. (laughs) It's not quadrant time. It's we're in the ethereal plane and you're messing around with your memories. Wake up, you idiot! He just hears like the teacher from Charlie Brown.
4: (laughs) Caution, you're trying to distract me. It won't work.
1: Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to have any effect, Mud. Kyborg is still just standing there, seeming to be in a trance. He can't quite hear you because it sound the sound is uh, muddled. Okay. Because of the cool battle music that's happening right now. That's, that's the syndrome. Yeah. I, just, I, just, I just want to point out, muddled, mud, mud, yeah, muddled. Yeah. Okay. Because um, Micah said it sounded muddy. I was like,
3: uh,
1: all right. What do you want, an inspiration die? I'm I'm not giving myself an inspiration die for that one.
3: Okay. Mud skitters closer to Quadrant, and since I have enough range, I'm going to try to get, like, literally, like, just kind of wrap around Quadrant with all my Mm -hmm. legs in front of it, and I'm going to do a bite.
4: You do, a a Scooby-Doo demasking.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Foggy Foreman dude
1: has now got a spider wrapped around him.
4: Am I able to see this in my vision?
1: No. To you, uh, you don't see Mud doing this. Sixteen. You're able to successfully chomp down on this shadowy figure. Go ahead and roll some damage. I will do that. Uh, six. Ooh. Piercing damage.
3: Oh, also, you're going to make a DC uh, 11 constitution saving throw for poison.
1: Poison? Unfortunately for you, the shadowy figure is immune to poison.
4: That mud is poison. I thought you were going to say that mud
2: is on fire. <laughs> all, right, all
1: right. All right. That's an inspiration die for Kaimor.
2: Yay! Yay!
1: Kyborg, you see Like the color and the shape of Quadron start disappearing And uh, now you see that mud is Wrapped around this shadowy figure Of Quadron biting down on him
4: Your arms, protect your arms Mud <laughs> <laughs> I have so many to lose <laughs> uh, So I, I, I'm recognizing that this is just A bad vision at this point, yeah
1: Yeah, yeah Mud, do you have anything else you want to do on your turn here? No, but I do have a spider friend that gets to have a turn. Ooh, yeah, your spider friend that just got stepped on by Gum Gum. <laughs> no, he he axed it, didn't he? Oh, that's yeah. right, he axed it. Yeah, that's right.
3: Spidey's gonna try to shrug off the axe of a half orc and uh, go for another bite on uh,
1: the shadowy wizard dad. All right, go ahead and uh, roll that.
3: Oh, that's going to be like a, a 14, a 24. Sorry.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's definitely a connect. He bites the, the shadowy figure.
3: Two plus four plus I forgot to do this last round. It's also plus my spell level. So it would be two plus four plus two plus can I make up that other two that I didn't know I needed to add? Yeah. So that's ten.
1: Ten. Oh, that's a good chomp from uh, your spider. What's your spider's friend's name? Cornelius. Cornelius the spider. I'm going to write that down just so I remember. <laughs> I got
3: to write that Cornelius down too, so I can remember it every time I do
1: it. <laughs> us the spider. Cornelius the spider remembers it didn't quite do uh, the right amount of damage last turn, so it gets a little extra damage this time, chomping down on the shadowy figure in front of Gum Gum uh, for 10 points of damage. Kyborg, it's your turn, and uh, you, you, you see where you really are now, this uh, shadowy cave filled with mist. Uh, and the shadowy figure that was once Quadrant standing in front of you. Okay, but mud is
4: all wrapped up around him, right? Correct. Okay. What other shadowy figures am I able to see?
1: Uh, for, let's see. Where are you, Kyborg, Right there. Uh, from where? where you are, are you? I thought it too. I thought it too. <laughs> I, ha- what I is cannot that?
4: say it.
3: That's <laughs> um, oh,
1: me. I don't know what that is.
4: Blink 18- Is it blink?
3: It's blink one eighty two. Yeah. Where are
4: it- you?
2: And I'm still sorry.
4: Blink 182, Gus.
1: <laughs> From where you are, Kyborg, you can see uh, Sleek still in a trance to your east. And then to the north, you can see Bart engaged in combat with another shadow. How far away is Bart? Bart is quite a ways away. About a 90 to 100 feet.
4: Okay. I can make that shot. Uh, actually, can I call out
1: Mud? What?
3: You got this or do you need my help? I mean I'd prefer you not to shoot an arrow at the guy that I'm wrapped around, so Sure. help 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 a little halfling, please.
4: That makes sense. Okay. Uh, I take aim at the shadow figure that's bothering Bart. Oh,
3: mm-hmm. Thank you,
2: Kyborg.
4: And I oh, shoot bother. my long bow of triumph.
2: Get that Captain
4: Marge. 14.
1: 14, that does connect. Oh, thank god. See now, now that you're not in a nightmare slash dream, your your longbow seems to be working properly the way you remember. But
4: my pants are, what? Rolled an 11 <laughs> on damage. Did you pee yourself? I don't know. It's Kyborg. It, 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 it was quadrant. I
1: <laughs> I uh, no, said
2: it was cyborg. It was weird.
4: No, no,
1: no, no, no. Quadrant peed my pants. Quadrant peed my pants <laughs> for me. Damn him. Yeah. Bart uh, from somewhere to the south part of the cave. Uh, an arrow comes flying out of the mist and connects with the uh, shadowy figure in front of you. It screams uh, an otherworldly scream as, it, as the arrow sinks into it.
4: Did it turn? Did it change?
1: No, no, it's still uh, it's still a shadowy figure.
4: Arcane shot, we're going to burst that arrow. Let's go. <laughs> nice. 26 six and voila, six.
2: Barko's my hero.
1: <laughs> Where are you, Kyborg? Where are you? Bursting arrow. <laughs> so uh, 2d6 force damage to anyone within 10 feet. So that means uh, Bart also takes six points of damage.
4: Wait, you never so that they were that close?
2: I take it back. You're not my hero anymore.
1: Bart just did a long sword attack. So, you know, he's within melee range.
4: But no, it's a really long sword. It is an <laughs> 11 foot long sword, <laughs> Gus. Yeah, it's taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> no, the... It snaps Bart out of it, right?
1: Well, Bart was already out of it. (laughs) But on the bright side, the force damage exploding arrow may have, you know, pushed Bart back a little bit, but it causes the shadow that was in front of him to fade uh, back into mist and slowly disappear from existence.
4: Say, you're welcome! (laughs) Sorry! Thanks, I guess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good old Kyborg. Is there anything else you want to do, Kyborg?
4: Maybe start heading towards... Sl- mm.
1: I don't know if I want to help sleep.
4: No, I'm done. I'm good.
1: <laughs> All right. Gum-Gum, it's your turn. The misty shapes have pretty much entirely disappeared and dissipated back into the ground at this point. You can't really make out the farmhouse or the person or anybody who was around you before.
5: I feel like Gum-Gum would rage. Going into a
1: rage and
5: attack <laughs> the spider. Like, in a... Ah,
1: spiders!
4: So you're doubling down on attacking your friend. I, he doesn't know.
1: It's like when you wake up someone who's sleepwalking, and like they, they're like maybe angrier, they take a punch at you.
5: I don't really know that this is, like, a friend. It's not like it's Bart or someone, you know?
3: It's Cornelius. Yeah. Come on. He even says to you, I'm Cornelius. Stop hitting me. He can't talk. <laughs> you don't know.
2: Hey, I'm Cornelius.
3: Help me. <laughs> He's named after Yukon Cornelius, one of the greatest
1: uh, mountaineers Spiders. ever. Oh, okay. I thought he—I thought he was named after uh, Cornelius from *Planet of the Apes*. That's what I always think of when I hear Cornelius. No.
3: I think of—I think of—I think of Bumble's bouncing.
5: So I rolled a six. Until my rage ends, I'm surrounded by multicolored protective lights. You gain a plus one bonus AC, and while within ten feet of you, your allies gain the same bonus. So
1: technically, Cornelius gets it too, even though you don't know that. Well, when I see it. No.
0: You're in trouble now, spider. (laughs) Dad is helping me.
1: (laughs) And then I take the spider. spider. Make your attack roll. That's 13. Spider's 13. Spider's 13, but with the spider gets a plus one from the light, so the spider's 14.
3: Oh, that's right, 14. Uh Thank God.
1: Yeah, so uh, your great axe actually uh, misses. You feel like it was a really good swing that you took at it, but at the last second, Cornelius kind of like jukes out of the way and barely dodges it. Dad, don't worry!
3: <laughs> you see a, a little tongue <laughs> stick out of the spider's mouth as it goes to you.
1: Oh, wouldn't it be freaky if spiders had eight tongues? Is there anything
5: else you want to do, Gum Gum? No, I just want to like maybe try and scream at the spider.
1: Yeah. Make an intimidation roll. That's a 12. That's really bad. 12. I have bad rolls. Yeah, that's it's not great. You let out a, a decent yell at the spider, but it's like at the very end, uh, your voice cracks a little bit. And you're like, and could have done that better. I think it cracks because I
5: start to cry.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the sadness mixed with the rage.
4: I got to say, Gum-Gum's obsession with his deadbeat dad walking out on him is the saddest part of this campaign. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Like, he just left for cigarettes and just never came back. And and he's so obsessed with them.
1: Sleek is still transfixed by this vision. He rolls a 12 on his wisdom save, so he's not able to break out of it. He's not able to see reality for what it is. So he has further life force drained from him as he is rushing to class for a test he forgot to prepare for.
2: I hate this. (laughs) Sleek's going to die. bad memories.
1: All right, so it's the shadow's turn. The shadow by gum gum. I, I guess it's still going to go after Cornelius because the gum gum's not attacking it. Yeah, why, why don't we just gang up on this tiny little spider spirit?
4: Also, anytime you say like shadow by gum gum, shadow by Bart, it just sounds like you're announcing a new perfume. Perfume, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shadow by gum gum. Get it now at J C Penny.
1: <laughs> so it gets a 22 as it reaches out to touch the spider, which connects. The spider takes six points of damage. And I'm not sure if the spider has strength, but it feels weaker as well as it loses three points of strength.
3: It does have strength. Won't, won't really matter, though. It's it's getting low on HP. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the shadow I Bart was uh, vanquished.
3: <laughs> now I can't. Stop I
1: it. Know. Stop it. Bye Bart. Bye, Bart. And uh, la la. the one <laughs> by Kyborg uh, that Mud is attacking is, who's it going to go after? It's trying to go after Mud because Mud's the one actively attacking it. It reaches out and tries to grab hold of Mud, rolls a 19.
3: I'll do it.
1: Which mm. does it. It does seven points of damage. okay And Mud, you feel strength sapped from you as you lose three points of strength. Bart, it is a, your turn. <sighs> you took a little, you got you got a little ouchie from a, an, an exploding arrow, uh, mm-hmm. but on the bright side, there's no shadow next to you anymore.
2: So there's how many left now?
1: There are three left. From your vantage point, you can see the one by Kyborg and Mud. You can see the one by Sleek, and you can kind of see the one by Gum Gum, but it's... Like partially obscured by a, a, a big rock formation.
2: Is the one by Kyborg and Mud, is how close is it to them?
1: It's really close. Mud's, you know, wrapped up in melee combat with it, uh, and they're standing right next to Kyborg.
2: Are there any that don't, aren't don't close do to daggers. Any of my friends? Yeah, don't do daggers.
1: <laughs> no, they're all really engaged and like close in close combat with them. Okay. But cl- apparently, close combat doesn't matter to Kyborg, just throwing that out there, remember. <sighs> Does Bart have anything that's precise?
2: I mean, kind of, but I—I I don't know if they would affect these these beings, um because I don't really know what they are. Could I could I try again to figure out what they are?
1: Play, sure, play why a song. not? Play a song. Yeah, make a make an Arcana check. You're a piano man. Fourteen. You feel like you've heard of monsters like this? They're uh, like living shadows that exist in the darkness and feed off of the life force of living creatures.
2: So they can't really be charmed, I'm guessing.
1: So it's undead and undead in general are uh, resistant to charm.
2: Uncharmable.
1: But you do know that since it's undead, that they are vulnerable to radiant damage.
2: What does that mean?
1: It's a damage type. Typically, it's like holy of some type. Okay. Uh,
2: So what if he, uh, Bart gets down on his knees and starts to pray? Is that good? Would that work?
1: (laughs) Or also light, no? radiant, like a radiant, brilliant light.
4: Beautiful smile. Show that big Barty toothy smile.
1: Hey, Bart, you should smile more often. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, no. no. What have I done? (laughs) Um, I've become the very thing I hate.
2: Could I cast a minor illusion of a very bright light then?
1: Yeah, sure. Find out. Yes, and. (laughs) Yes, and. (laughs) Thank you, DM. Illusions are just made of light. Right. Yeah. It's just bendy light.
2: Yeah. This one's just very bright.
3: It's like the the danger room in X-Men.
2: Yeah. Bart goes, put on your sunglasses,
4: fellas.
3: <laughs> Wait, that was Bart?
2: <laughs> yeah, but he says it really quietly so no one could hear him.
5: It just sounded more like a... a, a... Gambo. Gambo. Gambo, Gambo. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: Bart.
2: No, this is uh, Bart's alter ego, right? Homer. Oh. Is what we... I, don't,
1: God. I, don't, I don't remember what we named it. Where would you come up with these, these names so quickly? <laughs> yeah, how, I don't how know, far so, do we take crazy? this... Until we get sued. Yeah. It was <laughs> it, it was your alter ego, El Barto. El Barto.
2: <laughs> oh, that would that would have been way better than Homer.
1: <laughs> you make a a minor illusion appear to be brilliant light in the uh, cave, and the the shadows seem to like recoil and hiss from this minor illusion that you've created. Excellent. Mud. How's this uh, four-armed
3: figure looking? Like, uh, I've, only, I've only bit it twice. Once? once? Bit One, it once. once. I bit it once. Yeah. Okay, I only bit it once. I guess I just got to buy it again. We're just going with a bite. Just keep it simple.
1: Chomp down.
3: Keep it simple stupid.
1: It seems like the shadow is recoiling from the bright light in the cavern, so you have advantage on this attack.
3: Okay, yeah, I'll take that.
1: I won't need it, though.
3: As a 24.
1: Oh, yeah. You uh, you chop down
3: mightily. And then I'll do... Oh, that's 11. That's max damage. Ooh,
1: nice. And he tries to poison it again, just to see. Uh, yeah, you uh, you, you chomp down, uh, do a significant amount of damage, 11 points to the uh, shadowy figure, and, you know, it's very unhappy between the light and the attack. You uh, to try to poison. The poison doesn't seem to really have any effect on it, but uh, it did take quite a bit of damage from you.
3: Cool. And then my... Cornelius is gonna is gonna keep doing what gum gum refuses to do and attack this uh, Shattered creature once again with feeling and roll a oh, that's only an 11.
1: Whoa advantage He got advantage too. Oh, yeah, he does have advantage. That's correct.
3: Darn tootin. I rolled an 11 again
1: <laughs> It just wasn't in the cards for you.
3: Well, Cornelius is trying to let everybody know that Cornelius is trying.
1: You're doing your best, Cornelius. Cornelius is doing it doing his best. Kyborg, it's your turn.
3: Okay, so
4: Bart's uh shadows by Bart is dead. And <laughs> uh the one that Mud was hugging is spider. Where is that one at? Hey,
3: could you like stab this thing? Do you have like a sword? I know you love that bow. Man, but do you I'm have it?
4: You, really quick, really quick. How far away is gum gum?
1: It's a significant amount, just probably about as far as Bart is, maybe a little further, 100 feet or so, we'll say.
4: Okay, I really want to run in and arm strike uh, Gum Gum out of this. But all right, I'll turn and I want to pull out my long sword that he just saw
1: for the first time ever. <laughs> hey, does it, did anyone know Kyborg has a sword? I feel on my back, you know, when you like feel a
4: spider back there, and you're like, what the, what the
1: hell is this? You,
4: I pull out the sword. I'm like,
3: what? How what? long's that been there? Why did you guys tell me I had a long sword?
4: <laughs> and then I, uh, and then I <laughs> go into attack the shadow figure that uh, Spider Mud is hugging. All right, that's a, t- that's a
1: 26.
3: <laughs> First time using his this sword.
4: Awesome!
1: That's <laughs> a nat 20. That's a nat 20.
2: Oh my god. Where's this pin?
1: Go ahead and roll your damage, and then we'll add a full uh, damage die to it as well.
4: Okay, uh, I have my shield out, so I'm assuming I'm only doing one arm's, which would be the, 2D8, right? Not Wait,
1: the two d8, right? Wait, you have eight. your shield out. You can't have your shield out if you're using your bow, can you? No, because it's don't,
2: two-handed,
3: right? You know, it's He's, two-handed. He, I guarantee you, right now, Blaine has had that shield equipped <laughs> the entire time we've been doing this campaign. <laughs> i guarantee you his ac has been higher than it should be okay let's let's all let's 29 episodes of this show pause pause <laughs> wait, wait, okay i
4: go to inventory and it's the things that are selected correct mm. those are what's yeah <laughs> was it yes oh. it is i ah, see it it's, no it's... you didn't see that you can't see that <laughs> I thought it was hot stuff. I thought I was I thought it was a god in this. Game. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm a I'm a cheat and a liar. Uh, hey uh, hang
3: on guys. We have to retcon about uh, 15 different fights really quick. No, That's all. We- no. I feel like that <laughs> no. would just
5: default to
1: Ky- Kyborg would be dead. Well, yeah. dead. <laughs> you know how we realized that Cornelius should have done more damage and we let him do more damage on the next attack The He's next attack, gonna, take takes, the is gonna take all the damage now all of the damage that <laughs> missed over the last 28 episodes it's just a Kamehameha
4: blast <laughs> straight through my gut
3: I'm so sad this isn't a
1: video podcast because if people could have seen the look on Blaine's face <laughs> when he brought up the shield Oh, so we're gonna say it's a one-armed attack and you're also gonna go ahead and uncheck the shield Unless in the future if you're attacking with the sword then you can check the shield
4: So, but if it's a one-arm attack then but my shield is down then it should be a two-arm
1: attack Listen, this is your punishment. Be glad it's this minor You guy,
4: I have altered the deal. Pray I do not alter it further (laughs) All right, fine slashing it's oh god it's a five
1: but it was a critical hit uh so we're gonna go ahead and add an eight to that for a full damage die so you do
4: 13
1: 13 points of damage so you pull out your long sword something happens with your shield maybe it's there maybe it's not we don't know but you bring the long sword down across the shadowy figure in front of you uh and as you slice through it it just appears back into mist
4: okay and then i and then i turn to mud and i'm like swords are great i th- I, I think i'm gonna make a thing out of this this is great this is a good sword
3: and Mud turns to Kai I goes, are, are, are you wearing a shield? <laughs> Where did my shield go? <laughs> I thought uh, it, I just had it on me. You used to be... yes, what you were. You were the archer that had a shield. Everybody thought it was so weird, but, but you know, you made it work.
4: Well, still in character, still in character. Maybe the shield was, like, strapped to my back or on my chest, so I was still getting the effects of having oh a shield. Oh, God. So I think it's perfectly acceptable what's been going on this whole time.
1: I This is like a trope of some kind, right? I don't know how many times I've heard this like crappy explanation for how someone was using a shield by strapping it to themselves. That's like every d d campaign you come to this point where someone talks about how they're trying to strap shields to what themselves. What am I doing? I'm not surfing
4: e- on the shield. It's on me. I'm just getting the effects of the
3: shield. Although if you're like holding a bow, yeah, that arm is just holding the bow could also have a shield on the side right my long arm could have the bow up
1: It affects the way that you're able to turn the bow or the, even though the the yes, arrow flying by is gonna hit the, just the shield. really
3: it it really tells the story of how good of an archer Kyborg is yeah because'm but, could... but I have a robot <laughs> arm that's super strong you know I hate so you it, guys it, it works yeah.
4: <laughs> it just works you love them all right gum gum. Would it help if I gave you back my inspiration die? Would we, we make means <laughs> if, I, if I gave you that?
1: It's fine. You have to go to HP 1 right now. No, the next time he gets a he gets hit. Uh, <laughs> Gum-Gum, it's your turn.
5: What's going on right now with the shadow? Yeah, at, at this point,
1: like everything has disappeared. All the mist is gone, and all that's left is a, a menacing-looking, dark, shadowy figure in front of you. And, of course, uh, Cornelius the Spider. Probably could see us in the distance too. Yeah, he could definitely see Sleek to the south and Kyborg way off to the distance to the southwest. Bart is kind of close, but slightly obscured by uh, a big rock formation.
5: I think I would just go and be like, "Dad, Dad, come back!" and then like
1: hug it. Okay. I mean, well, it's you're not attacking it, but make like an unarmed strike roll to see if you're able to like wrestle it into a hug.
4: Are you gonna linny this shadow figure?
1: (laughs) God. 13 that should do it but you do have advantage anyway because it's uh recoiling from the light as well so go ahead and roll it one more time just so we see it's an 18 to hug 18 to hug yeah you uh you grab onto it and you're squeezing really tight uh and as you're squeezing the form seems to like even further fade and dissipate and falls in you know into mist
5: <gasps> that no oh. i take off my hat and trying to scoop it up with my hat.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah. So Gum Gum's now trying to scoop up the remains of his ghost father into his hat. Into my wizard hat. Yeah.
5: So sad.
2: <laughs> Can we play some sad music here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as you're scooping up uh, the remains of the ghostly figure Gum Gum, you find something. There's something special that uh, about the, the the wisps that you've gathered.
4: It stabs you.
1: You feel like there's a. A magic core, a magic essence uh, that you've gathered up. <gasps> You're not quite sure what it is, but you feel like you should hold on to it, like it's something that can help you. Dad. <laughs> Metagame talking, it's like, a, there, there's like a very minor magic item, kind of like the amulet that you froze the the water with before. It was an ice shard, not an amulet. Uh, it's, it's called the uh, Wisp of Shadow. It'll let you cast vampiric touch one time. Uh, but it'll be destroyed if it's exposed to sunlight.
5: Do I realize that?
1: Gum-Gum might just know that there's, like, something magic about this wisp that he's gathered up.
4: Now, Gum-Gum, you can't put it in sunlight, so you have to stick it up your butt. I'm sorry. Those are the rules.
1: (laughs) Well, now he can can just never take his hat off. Gum-Gum grew a tumor three weeks later. (laughs) (laughs) Sleek just cannot make this saving throw. He he is reliving... Each one of his worst nightmares uh, in succession, one after another, the, the girl he had a crush on in middle school is laughing at him now.
4: God, Sleek is just the worst. Everything about him, his voice actor, <laughs> is all
1: of it. Yeah. <laughs> Bart, it's back up at the top of the turn. It's your turn. I think we can just leave. <laughs> from where you are, Bart, you are the furthest away from Sleek. In fact, from where you are, you... You have a very difficult time seeing him because he's so far and obstructed by uh, rocky growth.
2: Am I close enough to cast a spell? I don't know if distant, Dissonant Whispers will work on it, but I think it should.
1: Ooh, you're like right at the edge. We'll say, yeah, you're barely uh, within range.
2: I cut my hands to make the whispers uh, go farther.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll say, yeah, you're able to, it, it would affect it. So it needs to make a wisdom saving throw. So you're 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 pulling their trick on them. You're getting inside its mind and uh, preying on its greatest fears. Nice. Mm-hmm. Which is an oscillating fan.
2: Or <laughs> a very bright
4: lamp. Yeah. You're like acting like what Batman does to Scarecrow, where he flips the fear toxin yeah. on them.
3: Yeah. It would just be an uh, an overhead fan with a, l- a light on it. That's all. It yeah. Is.
1: So it's gotta roll. What'd you say? A wisdom saving throw? Yes. Hmm, that's a nine. What save does it have to make?
3: 13.
1: 13, yeah, so it fails its saving throws.
2: So I do 3d6 of psychic damage.
1: All right, go ahead and roll that psychic damage.
2: We got a 11.
1: Ooh, 11. Your dissonant whispers echo throughout the cavern and reconvene and focus on the shadow. You know, it's still a little dazed, a little disoriented from the light. Uh, The whispers just seem to like put it over the edge, and make it lose its form and disappear back into the mist from whence it came. The whispered Yay. said,
2: your parents told me you were a mistake. No.
4: no. no. Two points psychic damage. Oh.
2: <laughs> so it's, it's GTFO'd? Yeah,
1: yeah, and Sleek comes to, looks around, uh, a little confused at his uh, surroundings.
2: Hey, buddy. You're okay.
0: Oh, God, I was
1: having the worst nightmares. Oh.
2: You're in sweet baby Bart's hands now, so don't
3: you worry. Don't you fret.
1: (laughs) He's just got like a cold sweat all about him. How is our strength feeling? Not great.
3: We don't feel like it's returned?
1: You feel like you're gonna have to get some kind of rest, either like like even of just like a short rest in order for that to to return we feel
4: comfortable resting in this spot. <laughs> I don't I don't, wait, wait, wait. I don't no, at we, all yeah. are we are we out of battle by the way was that the last yeah thing? yeah
1: yeah that's the
3: last one you're out of combat let's, okay let's take a nap in this spawn room where the no. enemies will just <laughs> regather again
2: we should probably try to find a, our way out of here huh
3: there was that door with the shadowy veil
1: right yeah it's not necessarily a door it's more like an archway like an, uh, an entryway like it's a, a, a cave a cave mouth okay.
3: Yeah, don't give us a door. <laughs> Can't handle a door. That should have been in everybody's uh, nightmare. It's just doors. Doors. All of our
1: nightmares were just doors. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a it's like a curtain of uh, of mist.
3: Well, if I know anything about curtains of mist and dark shadowy places, you should go right into it. Nothing bad's on the other end. Nope. Yeah. I bet there's a subway on the Remember other side. Remember, serious? They're popping up everywhere. <laughs> can Mud uh, approach the archway and just like see if I hear anything on the other side or like can I see through it
1: alright so you walk up to that curtain of mist and you go and make a perception check it's a 19 Nineteen. you think you hear like wind rustling leaves and snowfall
3: Hmm. it's Christmas town on the other side of here we should go through
4: yay <gasps> can Kyborg, can Kyborg uh, make What's a front this? flip through the portal it's not a portal it's just a, a curtain of mist Kyborg wants to front flip through the port for the
1: miss curtain. Uh,
2: Bart sticks a foot out to trip him.
1: Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, roll the uh, <laughs> athletics check first. Okay. It's 16. Not your best roll. Uh, Bart, go ahead and make a dexterity check to see if you're able to get your foot out there fast enough. <laughs> 22. 22. That's pretty good. <laughs> so now, Kyborg, you make a dexterity save to see if you're able to uh, recover because Bart is able to get his foot out and trip you. Okay, here we go. <laughs> 20. A 20. Oh, oh. Okay. So Kyborg starts his front flip through the curtain, and Bart sticks his foot out at just the perfect time to trip Kyborg, uh, but Kyborg is able to recover while in midair and successfully performs his front flip, exiting the cave.
2: I send my mage out uh, to slap him in the face.
4: <laughs>
5: Stop it! <laughs> in the bullying. Gum-Gum, I think he'd still be like...
3: Looking around For his dad And like Gum gum Hey gum 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 He's uh, Mud starts snapping Like seven of his Eight hands
1: Yeah <laughs> so, so So mud's doing Like a handstand On one hand
3: Yes He's very okay. ba- He's very well balanced It's it, it was magic. It was all magic. It wasn't actually real. No, you know, it, was my,
5: it was my dad trying to talk to me.
3: No, no, it wasn't. Uh, everybody was in it. It was just dealing with a bad magic man that was doing bad things and lying. It was a lie, okay? But it's all over now. You're lying. I mean, I'm, I, you can, whatever. I just, I'm trying to help you out here, little man. Let's, let's just pick ourselves up. You know what do we do when we fall down, Mister Gum Gum? We pick ourselves up.
1: Uh, you want to make like a persuasion check? God, do I have to? <laughs> yeah, okay. That's a nat twenty. A Ooh, nat? you feel like he's uh, he's telling you some good, some really interesting stuff there, uh, Gum Gum. It seems like it's it really makes sense now that he's saying it. He's putting it into words.
5: Okay, I'll pick up, but it's only because that's what Dad would want me to do.
3: Correct. That's what he wants you to do, and he wants you to go right through that archway right there, okay, and see how well of a front flip landing that Kaito did. Okay. I go with mud,
5: but
1: I think I'm hugging him. Oh, I'm going through with Gum Gum. The the spider. Spider mud.
3: Yeah, we'll go through together.
1: Let's okay. go. Not like the hug that killed your father. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go through. Okay. Uh, that leaves Bart and Sleek. Bart and Sleek. Bart, I guess friends. Bart's stained. The portal closes.
4: Weird. Oh, oh no. You're
1: stuck with Sleek. Uh, Sleek uh, slowly shambles through as well. He feels very weak, even weaker than normal at the moment.
2: Well, Bart Bart wants to go through with him and kind of help him. So, like, hold him up and help guide him through the, the arch.
1: Oh, that's really nice of you. He, uh, he really appreciates it.
2: While I'm also wiping his uh, sweat off of his brow.
1: Oh, so nice. Friends. Listen,
2: Bart doesn't hold grudges, you know.
1: The the, the short kings have to stick together. Bart's the bigger man.
2: (gasps) For the first time!
1: (laughs) (laughs) So the entire party passes through the curtain of vapor and your surroundings swirl. Shades of blue and green wash over you like waves of mist until finally the haze begins to settle into shapes of evergreen trees, snowflakes flurrying in the air, and a few straw huts nearby. Uh, Everything's still a bit hazy, translucent, with a tinge of turquoise. Everyone go ahead and roll perception checks. I turn to everyone and I say, I just had the craziest
4: dream, and you were there, and you were there, and you were there. It's uh, it's Wizard of Oz. I got a 10. Never mind. Mm -hmm. 13. I got an 11.
1: Yeah, uh, 11 for Mud, 10 for Kyborg, 11 for Bart, 13 for Gum-Gum. Gum-Gum, is this the first time you've had the highest perception It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Probably. So, something about this encounter with your father has uh, has made your eyes more keen. Uh, you're more open to the world than you were before. He taught me a lot. None of you can really seem to make heads or tails of where you are, but it does seem strangely familiar. Gum Gum, something about the surrounding trees and snowfall lead you to think that perhaps you're in some kind of echo of the material plane. But yeah, you're not quite sure what it is exactly.
2: Just like what I remember. <laughs> about how the it overlaps the material plane like an echo.
1: Oh, yeah. That's right. That's uh, Bart gave you that little bit of information earlier.
0: It looks like the world without dad.
1: <laughs> Is there snow on the ground? Yes, there's a, a snowfall that's happening. And Mud, uh, the amulet that you recovered previously seems to be glowing a soft blue.
4: I feel like I want to test the physics of this world and, like, throw a
1: snowball into the air or something like that. Sure. Yeah, you make a snowball and toss it into the air. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like any particular direction? Like, do you, are you just throwing it straight up? Or straight like in up the in the air? Yeah. All right. Yeah, make a make a strength check. See how far strength you're able to chuck that tech. thing. Oh, this
4: is this thing's going into orbit, folks. And here, we go. That's a one. Uh, <laughs> that's a one.
3: <laughs>
4: I
1: just.
3: A criti-
1: critical fail. Critical fail, everybody. Kyborg reaches down to try to form a snowball on the ground, but he only manages to ball up some <laughs> turquoise incohesive ectoplasm that falls apart as soon as he tosses it. You know, it splats into his eyes, so you now have disadvantage on perception checks for a while because you've got this gummy snow in your eyes. What?
3: Uh, Kyborg, uh, how's the physics in this world? Guys, we're not, we're not
4: home. We're not. <laughs> something's
1: amiss. Something's wrong. Something's terrible. In the distance, you seem to hear very faint, voices. You can't quite make out what they're saying. You hear, like,
3: Mayor Kay! Mayor Kay! Mayor. Okay. Mayor Kay. I'm just gonna, uh, Mud turns back into Fear bog. Mm-hmm. Do the voices sound, like, angry? Or just, like,
1: normal? Or just, like, regular communication? It sounds very light-hearted. Oh. It sounds, like, almost like children's voices.
3: Well, Mud doesn't actually care for kids that much, but Mud approaches and starts walking towards the village.
1: It seems like the ghostly version of a village that you, that you see. And as you get closer to the village, you see along the main thoroughfare, there's a small group of children <gasps> that seem to be running around chasing each other. I mean, they're humanoid, but they seem almost like bear folk, not like any kind of race that you've seen uh, in the past. Then they take notice of you as you all walk up and they stop running around and they're just staring at you. Oh. Were they
2: the ones going, Merke,
4: Merke?
1: You think that, yeah, most likely they were the ones who were yelling that. Guys, quite on
4: set. We're on a Bernstein Bears shoot. Uh, we we, we got to get out of here.
1: One of the children steps forward uh, and addresses you all and says, Have I rich air too.
4: Oh, that's not going to work out. Uh, what?
2: I, what languages do people uh, understand? I mine. it's common, goblin, and halfling.
4: <laughs> common, <laughs> draconic, and elvish.
3: So I don't think any of us uh, speak this language or else I think it would have um,
1: come through. One mm. of them points at Mud and all of them look at you and the one pointing at Mud says, uh, Have Nick Feku Vernar gripin." I I
3: couldn't agree more. Um, I'm going I'm to take a flying leap of logic here and wonder if they're very interested in my amulet. Uh, he, he, nice. he touches the amulet
1: and kind of like pats it like, you, you talking about this? The child puts its arm down and the, just kind of stares at you, and all the children are now staring at you. All right. From some of the huts, adults start coming out. It was like tribal bear folk warriors, almost like polar bear humanoids. They emerge from their huts. Uh, and they're carrying spears, and they, they seem to, to run up to their children, almost like they're protecting them.
4: All right, guys. Arcane shot, bursting arrow. Stop. On
1: Stop right now. Lego fra bear vopnin.
3: Oh, this is—we really need to be able to understand what's going on here right now.
4: Is there like
2: any any spells we have that would be able to understand? Are, is he talking backwards, perhaps?
1: These uh, these adults seem like they're—they've circled around the children, uh, like they're protecting them.
3: Uh, uh-huh. I, I kind of. Afverhu
1: verhu
3: Alright, I don't know what to do. So, Mud, of just waves nicely. And she says, "Hello, my name is Mud. Uh, these are my friends. Uh,
1: where are we?" One of them says, "Wraith Mundai Mafig, wraith, 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 Wraith." They all begin chanting, "Wraith, Wraith Mundai Mafig, Wraith, Wraith, Wraith." Cyborg also joins
4: wraith. in and starts saying the same wraith. things. Wraith. Just like eyes darting around. Yes, Wraith, Wraith. 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 I feel like more of a gum gum move, right?
1: At the far edge of this ghastly village, you see a lanky hooded figure skulk from a large hut. It slowly floats toward you and a hush falls over the villagers.
2: You think that's the Wraith.
1: They all fall to their knees and whisper, Wraith, Wraith, Wraith. The cloaked figure stops a few feet short of you. Though you can't see its eyes, you feel like it's staring into your souls. It addresses you.
0: I am the Planar Wraith, the protector of the Ishmyrn and the Supreme Judge
1: over. And it stops and turns to face Sleek. With the look of amusement, Sleek says, Do I? Do I
0: know you from somewhere?
1: I am the Plainer
0: Wraith, the protector of the- No, no, that's not it. You look like an old friend of mine. You are confused, mere mortal. I am the Plainer Wraith.
3: Oh, Leonard? Leonard, is that you under there? I cast a uh,
1: Ward of Wind and blow his robe off him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, so Mud conjures up a gale of wind that blows through the village straight toward the hooded figure, and their cloak flaps around until finally their hood falls back, uh, but they throw their hands up instinctively to cover their face. The villagers all seem scared by this. Uh, they cower a bit. Uh, they looking at each other, saying, Leonard? Leonard. <laughs> The planar wraith yells, Silence!
0: (sighs) All right, clearly we have much to talk about, but not
1: here. Come to my hut. The now hoodless figure uh, leads you to the edge of the village through a curtain of the large hut. He turns to Sleek and says,
0: Really, Austin, you had to go and use my real name? I would have preferred you at least called me by my alias.
1: Did you see this figure is a slender half-orc with pierced ears, cropped black hair, and a boyish face. Sleek says, My apologies, old friend. You took me by surprise is all. Interns,
0: I believe an introduction is in order. This is my friend and fellow Infinite, Spectral the Sereptitious.
3: Knew it! We found another Infinite! We're doing good, everybody.
4: Three out of four ain't bad. Hi. Also,
2: Sleek's first name is Austin. Stone Cold. (laughs) Is that what I got?
1: Yeah. Okay. O S T E N. Oh, okay. Like, Sleek is his alias. It's Austin is his actual name. Mm. All right. Well, that's it for this episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. I think we had a fun one. Oh, my God. Exploring your worst nightmares, confronting them, and uh, eventually, you know, finding your way here to the village. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. (gasps) We left Cornelius in there. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs)